Welcome to It's a Nice Place to Brew with Jason and George, a show about all things beer and beer making. Gentlemen, please broadcast responsibly. You just can't help but to like kind of bop your head to that for some reason. I don't know. Some great tunes right there. It is. (laughs) Thank you to my good friend Tim McKeever for that one. (laughs) Welcome to A Nice Place to Brew. I'm Jason. And I'm George. Welcome back. It's been been a little bit too long, but it's good to be back. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned about the intro, and it's been a been a long time since I've given some love to my good friend uh, Tim McKeever for that uh, for that intro. Tim did not only the voiceover, but that uh, backing uh, the backing song behind that is a song that he put together a couple of years ago called the Fishing Song. The fishing song. The fishing song. Yep. Was that in your fish? Yes. 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 Okay. And it was made specifically for that. All right. Now, uh, it's, and it's appropriate that we're talking about this now because there was a music video that was just released over the past two weeks um, highlighting a more recent project of Tim's, and it's called Smartphone Serenade. Okay. And uh, actually, because Tim's been so good to us and he's you know so graciously uh, gave us the favor of putting, putting an intro together for us, uh, let's uh, we, we can send out the uh, link to the, to the video. It's, uh, sure. It's, it, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we uh we are a nice place to brew. Uh for those of you who are who are new to us, welcome. We are a homebrew team from the uh uh Chicagoland area. We've been making beer for the last two and a half years now. Yeah, about two and a half years. And um our goal f- has been uh one different batch per month. Um since we began, we have more than exceeded that for the last two years. And we've learned a lot along the way. And this a nice place to brew podcast is kind of our um, is kind of our setting to explore what we've done, explore things we've learned, and some good beers that we've had. Um, today is going to be a little bit off of our normal format. We usually um, talk about uh, beers we've enjoyed recently. We've talked. We usually talk about a recipe, and then we go to a lesson of the month. Uh, this episode, we are going just strictly to uh, commemorate some recent travels that we've had. George and I made a uh, visit last month to Richmond, Virginia for the Thanksgiving holiday. And Richmond, Virginia, which we didn't know until a couple days before we left, is rated as the number seven best city in the country for... um, for uh, microbrewed uh, craft breweries, is, it, is is that the category? I they think get it is craft, craft brewer- breweries. Yeah. Okay, so number seven uh, rated city for for craft breweries, and um, we have a number of breweries that we'd like to highlight. Some beers we'd like to highlight, and I think uh, I, I think it's a worthy title th- to be among the, the the country's best areas for craft beer. I think it's definitely a worthy title, and definitely one that they're um, working hard to earn. Because there's definitely a but. I mean, we we scratched the surface when it came to yes. the craft breweries that were in that area. Yes, yes. No, we we had some we had some very memorable beers. Um, saving the best for last, there is a bottle here on the table between where where George and I are sitting, and uh, I think our conversation is going to culminate with uh, with a glowing review of a beer that we had at the very end of our Richmond brewery tour while we were out there. And I'm very much, I'm very much looking forward to, to to talking about it because it was it was memorable for sure. Anyways, let's kind of go to the beginning. Um, we we went to Richmond, as I said, for uh, for Thanksgiving holiday. 
It was a bit of a family reunion of uh, of sorts, and we had just kind of a f- uh, free day to explore, and uh, just made for uh, made for a, a great uh, great day just to explore yeah. explore everything around. We designated my father in law a designated driver. Actually, he designated himself. He was, he was a great it. sport about he it. He was, too. yeah, and. Uh, and we took my uncle, who is my wife's uncle, rather, who is usually a more of a Miller Lite, Bud Light kind of guy. More, and more of is an understatement. That's true. More, yeah, more like more like this. This was a person <laughs> who who uh, spent a lifetime enjoying strictly the light beers. Yeah. So, and, and this was really kind of his scratching the surface of craft beers. It was. I mean, I've taken a few things that we've made down to him, and he's enjoyed them. But you know, his default is those more kind of popular type beers and everything. Right. So right. you know, I mean, at one point during the day, what, what did he say to us? He said. Uh, we were asking him what he wanted to order. And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Weird beer is weird beer. <laughs> but, you know, he, he himself was a good sport about it, too. And he enjoyed an, a number of the different ones that, that we had and that we're going to talk about. He did. He did. And I'll tell you, if that can take him away from from a, a, a purchase of the, of the mainstream beers, then a job well done. I, yeah, yeah, I'm working towards that. I don't know if he's quite there yet, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm working on him about it. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. Well, um, we visited uh, five breweries, and we're going to talk about them one by one, and we're going to talk about um, kind of the selection that we had and what was what was good, what was not so good, and uh, what was particularly memorable. So, um, st- starting the day, kind of the decision for the first uh, brewery that we went to was uh, a first stop is probably going to have to involve food. Yeah, we because need food. yeah, I mean, if, if you're if you're doing a tour of breweries and there's going to be a fair amount of beer consumed, it's a good thing to have a good amount of food in you when you're, when you're getting started. So there was a number of places that we found around the Richmond area that both uh, brewed beer and, um, and had food selections. And we picked a uh, brewery that was located in downtown Richmond. It was called uh, Seven Hills Brewery. Uh, oh, let me revise. Seven Hills Brewery and Restaurant. It was at a. It was a very nice location and a very very nice, uh, uh, nice layout of the place. I guess the uh, the the, play, uh, the brewery and restaurant also has a pretty active nightlife, uh, being kind of where they're where they're located. Oh yeah, they were definitely set up for stage and DJ and bands, and right? All kinds of stuff, right? So to um, to, to illustrate what it's what it's like, I would imagine this to be a very warm, friendly place, probably on a Friday night around eight or nine o'clock. Not the most suitable place for a late lunch and an exploration of the um, of the beers that they had, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about the, some of the beers that we tried. But um, overall, the I think the overall review of the place was this was a place that was much less focused on making good beer than a standard brewery. This, right, they they were definitely more of a. A restaurant not, night night spot kind of thing, life, yeah. and 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 you know, I like the the beers that they had would fit right into that very well. So I think that you know, because they had a lot of the lighter beers and a lot of the IPAs and kind of yeah. casual drinking beers. And yeah, things. yeah. So um, we ordered a flight as we wanted to kind of get a feel for you know the whole brewery that uh, that we were going to across across the day that we went. So what better way than order a flight and get a taste of, of kind of an assortment of what a place has to offer. 
So a flight of beers at Seven Hills, I think was six different beers, correct me if I'm wrong? It was. And some of the styles that I remember from the Floyd were there was an Imperial Stout, there was a Brown Ale we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. I think there was a Golden Ale, an IPA, maybe a Lager, and last one I don't recall offhand. Yeah, yeah, well, I think maybe there was two IPAs, now that I think about it. That could be. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, as you can tell, I mean, the reason why we're struggling a little bit is we're, you know, what we weren't blown away by a ton of it so here's what they have on their website right now and this is i do remember most of these names bell island blondale which according to untapped is one of their their most popular uh pipeline pale uh which is a little bit more hoppy uh great shiplock ipa brown islands brown ale uh, brown's island brown ale that that's the brown ale that we had yeah must have been all right they had 42nd Street Nitro Stout, which I do remember the stout being on Nitro. Okay. And then, I don't think we had this, but right now they have a Dead Rock Double IPA. I don't think that. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I don't think so either. So, I, I do remember a Saison, Beer to Guard style being oh, in there yes. as well. Yes, yeah. there was a Saison. And I remember so, that one being okay. Yeah. yeah. So, Seven Hills, you know, it was a good place to start. We could get some food. And, you know, if you stick to the bar food and things, um, you know, good place. I would recommend this place to be a to go into between the hours of 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. Outside of that, if you're looking for food and a beer, I would probably look elsewhere. Richmond has a pretty awesome culinary scene, too. Yes. So there are other options. Yes. So, but, so we started there. So the good news is we didn't peak early. Yes. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the second one. We, uh, we finished up at Seven Hills, and we made a car trip across town. And we found a brewery called Triple Crossing Brewery, yes. which was located only a couple of miles from Seven Hills. It was located outside of downtown. It was not quite off the beaten path, but there was not a whole lot around it from what I remember. It was, no, it was kind of an industrial-type feel area. Yeah, industrial, but like also um, kind of row house residential, too. I remember being That's in true. That area. Yeah, so, there was. Yeah, yeah. we did drive, drive past that. Um, Triple Crossing, just to uh, kind of paint a picture of Triple Crossing, has a very indie type feel. Mm-hmm. Um, very small, uh, very. Um, it was a tap room. Tap room. Very yeah. f- friendly atmosphere. Nothing too fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, walk in. They had chips and salsa available, and you know, number of uh, number of beers on tap. Um, the mash tons and the fermenters were all well within f- view just from sitting at the bar. There was maybe a half a dozen tables there. And if you looked off to your right, you could see a uh, loading dock area with one empty pallet of printed beer cans. Yeah. That's that's kind of the whole picture of the place. So I imagine this place probably hasn't been around too long. No, they look like they were kind of young in their operation. Yeah. And if they were to expand too much more, they probably would need some... Oh, they'd, they'd have to relocate. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah, need some bigger space. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, but, you know, in my opinion, they're kind of heading in that direction. They were uh, welcoming. They were creative. Mm-hmm. They were uh, – their beers were good. And, and you know, it, it has a, a number of different things to uh, kind of draw you in on this. Uh, you know, it was definitely one of the more – one of the most creatively named beers there 
that we had the entire time uh, was called Clever Girl. And <laughs> the reason why it's really creative is you kind of have to see the logo along with it because it's a velociraptor. So it's a direct Jurassic Park reference, which kind of <laughs> speaks to the, you know. Speaks to George here. <laughs> grew up in the 90s nerd in me. So, yeah. Um, and then, I don't know if you remember, this is a little strange uh, point on this, and then I swear we'll get to the beers. In the bathroom. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> we cannot talk about this place without talking about this illustration. <laughs> right over the toilet, they had on the wall, it was Stonewall Michael Jackson. And in Stonewall Jackson, moonwalking backwards, grabbing his crotch. And it's just kind of hilariously done it was perfect it was it was so it was so perfect all right so anyways beers beers we had a flight here as well we had a flight at seven hills we had a flight at um at uh, triple crossing and uh the beers that we had with the flight uh we're talking off air about what we remember Mm -hmm. Um, one one of the memorable ones was a beer called Mask of the Red Death, mm-hmm. which uh, which is an obvious Edgar Allan Poe reference. It was a red ale. It was, uh, and I remember that being one of the better ones. Yeah, I mean, they did have that apricot and uh, cherry sour. They, yes, that um, yes, did. was also very. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of sours, but that one was more tart than sour, which I kind of liked, and it was. Uh, was kind of kind of grabbed you a little bit on that so yeah yeah they, it did i had like two or three ipas there on was there. a couple ipas yeah and um, i think there was um maybe a saison also yeah and they had a stout in there too but that was kind of that was good but you know not really stand out yeah in in, in some yeah, of the I, other I, ones that were there i agree i agree yeah they had chips and salsa which, <laughs> is, which is a nice touch <laughs> they did yeah <laughs> And uh, yeah, we didn't stay there too long. No, um, just in, enough time to uh, to enjoy the flight. Um, our friend Tim, uh, the the person we mentioned earlier, who was not uh, uh, didn't have much exposure to craft beer leading up to this. Not normally craft beer compatible, right? Yeah, I seem to remember even he tried the sour and found it enjoyable. Yeah. No, he he tried a bunch of them, and I could tell that you at, know, at this place did he have did he have many? I, I know he had, he had all of them at all the places. He, he did a okay. sample of all of them at okay. all the places, but um, he was more vocal about some of the later breweries we'll talk about uh, in he, a few well, minutes. We were all a little bit more vocal about some, <laughs> yeah, of them, yeah, but yeah, uh, he you know definitely did grab. Um, you know, I think he did grab the one of the IPAs and things like that, which is a little odd because he's not a big hophead. Um, right. So, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, um, uh, what was it? Triple Crossing. If if you're in the uh, what they call RVA, Richmond, Virginia area, then uh, it's it's definitely worth a it's definitely a place worth going to, and it definitely seems like one that is uh, maturing um, with uh, with their styles and and their brewing and everything, and so. I kind of think maybe two, three years they could come up with some really impressive stuff. Could be a very different brewery at that time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I'm glad you mentioned the RVA, too. That was an acronym that was found all throughout the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's a, that's a familiar acronym that we throw around, like Chicago being Chi-Town or whatever you want to throw out. Yeah. R- RVA is kind of the coined term for 
the Richmond area, at least what I seem to find. Absolutely, it just means Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, it definitely uh, is one that they have adopted and taken on quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then we went north. We did go north, and we went into a area that had a nice pocket of breweries because we went yeah. to at least um, two different breweries just right within about a square mile. Oh yeah, of, of each yeah. Because yeah, we went to two, and then the last one I right. think was a little bit further out. A little bit, not much. It was it, we could have hoofed it if if we weren't already four breweries in. Probably, probably. Yeah. But uh, starting from the uh, from the beginning, the next brewery that we went to was a very, very solid brewery called Three Notched Brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've talked on the show um, about a brewery locally here called um, Alter, yes. Alter Brewery in yes, Downers Grove. Uh, Three Notched remind me a lot of Alter Brewery in, yeah. in the fact that they um, – didn't seem like they had been around very long, but they seemed like they had done everything right. They had, you know, a very first-class operation. Everything was very clean, very new. There was, I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of the opposite end of the spectrum from uh, Triple Crossing, where it was just very, um, uh, v- very high end. For yeah, lack of it a looks like term. they they definitely had a bunch more investment, yeah. and uh, yeah. and they definitely had some large fermenters and everything they did you know new tables new countertops yeah. fridges i mean it just i mean it, it felt like a high-end uh craft beer operation that said it wasn't one of those where just like daddy dumped a bunch of money into it these guys seem to no, I, know I agree. what they're doing so yeah go ahead you know you wanna yeah yeah the uh <laughs> the uh, the beers did speak for itself. I mean, obviously, you know, in the end, all that is, you know, is great. But, you know, if your beer's no good, then, you know, nobody's going to come back to it. And, you're, right. you know, there's enough competition in the area. You're just going to fade away. Um, Triple Notch Brewery was very solid. We had a um, – we did have a flight. And they – I don't know if this is a flagship beer, but in uh, the taste buds of mine – <laughs> it is a flagship. Three Notch has a beer called Biggie S'mores, an imperial stout flavored to simulate the tastes of a s'more. Yeah. Graham cracker, chocolate, marshmallow, that type of flavor. And man, did they nail it. Yeah. They absolutely nailed it. This beer was delicious. Yeah, it was good. It was uh it was it, it was solid porter body. I mean not porter, but uh, stout body. Yeah. Um but the sweetness and kind of bready feel tip as the as the uh the graham cracker analog mm-hmm. and the cocoa nibs they put in it. It all added up to pretty much a s'more in your mouth. It it did. Yeah. 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 So there were other ones he you know um, they they did have a brown ale that I thought was very good, um, and a, a number of other. I think there was you know there definitely was a red ale. There was a porter that they made that that was. Uh, this was the one with the Java one too. The the yes. IPA with the the coffee infusion. It wasn't an IPA. It was a it was another stout with an with a coffee infusion. Oh, was it? It was another stout. It was another oh, stout okay. with a coffee okay, infusion. Yeah, and, and 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 I'm not a big fan of coffee flavored beers, but. 
It definitely was a coffee flavored beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, your requisite IPA and, and lighter beers as well. Um, but definitely the for me the brown ale and for Jason the Biggie S'mores kind of stole the show on that one. It it really did. Yeah, no, so uh yeah, th- there was just a very solid, solid brewery and well worth going back to. Three notched brewery in Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um we did not take a car ride from three three notched. We uh <laughs> we made a short walk. Because this was a pocket with a couple of different breweries within a um, pretty reasonable vicinity. We went to a brewery called The Vale. And unfortunately, we can't say too much about The Vale because The Vale was so crowded that we decided very uh, quickly that getting a beer at this place was not going to be possible. Because there was just too many people uh, and just, just filled to the brim. To color The Vale in a little bit... Um, the Vale is located in an industrial p- complex with a seemingly very large operation from walking from the rear of the place to the front of the place. They had some windows all across it. And I remember seeing a pretty sizable warehouse for a craft brewery and a almost like almost countless volume of empty cans. Yeah, it was definitely like a 45 barrel type operation yeah, in, there, in yeah. their fermenters and I mean it was it was sizable. I don't I don't know how far their distribution is, but you know, they uh the other but the other thing that struck us about that was how strange some of their beers were. It was. To color this in a little bit further, um the brewery felt like a lounge. They yeah. had they had small you know, they had they had eating areas, some not couches, but had some kind of lounge chair type uh, type areas. And they had a uh, they had a, a tap area in the front, which uh, was lined up from the uh, uh, from the tap area all the way to the to the rear of the building. So there was a ton of people in this place. And what stood out to us, and and we we talked off air about this too, is the assortment of beers they had was v- seemingly very unusual. I uh, I looked on Untapped uh, and looked at some uh, reviews before we uh, before we recorded the show. And they identify the brewery as really a brewery for IPA lovers. And I do remember some IPAs on the menu. I do as well. But I remember some styles that I didn't even recognize. Well, I don't think – I think they were modifications on other styles. Like I remember seeing so, like a Sour Saison or something like that. And, just, you know, it was just so weird. And the line was so long that we looked at each other and said, let's just – you know, cut bait on this yeah, one. And yeah. there was not a dark beer on the menu. No, there wasn't. Not at all. So, and I feel bad. This, this was my pick. And I was like, all right, fine. Let's just not do this. <laughs> I would have to believe that that's probably one of the more popular breweries across Richmond. You know, I mean, it's it's unusual. And you can go in there and get things that you can't get anywhere else. So right. I can see how it could be very uh, popular. Yeah. Yeah, so. and the and the crowd pretty much speaks for itself too. So. If I remember correctly, it was kind of slammed right in the middle of a college town. So um, maybe no, they they was both it? of the three notch and that one definitely were. They slammed right in the middle of a college town. So oh okay. okay. Um, the oh I'm remembering this now. Yes, yeah, you're yeah. you're right. You're right. So I it, 
you know, young beer drinkers that are like, hey, that's novel and things, I would gravitate towards a place like that. So I could right. definitely see how that would be. Uh... Now, one of the things I just noticed on their website that wasn't on that I that I probably would have tried just because of the name. <laughs> they have a beer apparently called Crucial Taunt. <laughs> Which the reason Jason's laughing, if you don't know this, look there's it a, up. There's a little movie from the early nineties <laughs> called Wayne's World. If you haven't seen Wayne's World, go see it immediately. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so they definitely have one called Crucial Taunt. <laughs> I love that reference. <laughs> Again, if you haven't seen Wayne's World, you're really missing out. Yeah. It's it's a classic. <laughs> we uh that was uh brewery number 4, right? And we're uh we're getting to the conclusion. We did visit five breweries on this tour. We did. And we're absolutely saving the best for last. We are. Yes. Yeah. We didn't quite know that when we organized this uh this brewery tour. Um, no, in just, fact, this was a late last minute edition. Uh, that's we, not true. We, that's not true. We because we we knew about this beer okay. here when we when we put oh, our itinerary, right. we did. Okay. itinerary together. Yep, yep. Okay. We just we didn't know anything else about the brewery, but we just saw from the map that yeah, right. Yeah. So so we had we down to this one, and uh, this complex was ginormous. It it was. I mean, for a craft brewery, it was they had. What a dozen different fermenters, stuff dozen different forty five barrel fermenters, if, if not more, if not more. And and, and and one thing that stood out. Well, let's kind of, I mean, start from the from the beginning. You sure. walk you walk into this place. This this brewery had the feel of like an old west tavern. Yeah, times ten. Just just you know, take a tavern, multiply it, you know, to, by a huge amount, you know, enough to give you you know you know production area. Fermenters, as far as the eye can see, bourbon barrels surrounding the entire place. Yeah, and all surrounded, you know, with wooden tables and kind of a wooden barn. And it really, it was just, it was a very unique style. And I remember sitting across from George and saying, "This really is a dream brewery right here." Well, it wasn't just bourbon barrels. Remember, there was wine barrels too. Because remember, we brought home. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. So, I mean, there was barrels of all kinds of different shapes and sizes there. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, we had a couple different uh, different samplings of um, of the... Bro- oh, I haven't even said the you name did. of it yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. shame on me. All that buildup. Jeez. Oh, oh, I'm falling flat the here. Suspense okay. is terrible. I hope it lasts. All right. Brewery number five is called Hardywood, located in Richmond, Hardywood Brewing Company. Um, five years in production. We learned from talking to one of the uh, to one of the people. Mm-hmm. Um, what attracted me to this brewery, and I found this before we had uh, left for our trip, was they had a brew. Uh, they had a uh, a beer that they were known for called Gingerbread Stout. Yeah, I said, George, yep. this needs to happen, and it did, <laughs> and it did, and um. Knowing that, you know, the entire lead up of the day, knowing that we were leading up to this brewery and getting to try this, I was extremely excited and had very high high hopes for uh, for how it was going to turn out. And uh, I have a bottle, and it was so good that I that I um, I have a bottle of it right in front of me, and I'll I'll read the label here. 
Gingerbread Stout is an imperial milk stout with fresh local ginger and honey. It says Reserve Series underneath it, and alcohol by volume is 9.2 with 55 IBUs. So it was so good, too, that Jason said, you know that whole thing we talked about before we left on this little expedition of we're going to have a flight at each place? Well, he said nuts to that. (laughs) (laughs) And he just got a glass of the gingerbread stout. He's right. I did. (laughs) And I said, you know what? No. I'm going to stick to this. (laughs) And I got a flight while I was there. Well, you'd have to tell tell about all the other beers because I was so lost in this that I have no <laughs> recollection of anything else we tried. I did get the gingerbread stout, which I mean, let's take a second. I mean, it was it is very good. There the, the ginger flavor and the honey in there, so the sweetness. There's an alcohol backing because it is an imperial, and you do have that bready ginger kind of snappy flavor to it. I mean, it's a solid really really good beer and there's it's it's very good reasoning that that jason is uh gushing over it i couldn't um, say that better myself that was a great <laughs> that, no that really was a great description no i mean all the all the taste notes you you nailed it yeah i so, mean this this is a beer that i guarantee was exactly came out exactly as it was designed to because all those flavor notes are so present the balance is there the alcohol by volume is there it's just i mean it's a amazing amazing product yeah it's it's quite good so i had that in the in my uh in my flight and then i also had them put on the bourbon barrel aged version of that um (laughs) which let me tell you i am not a fan of bourbon barrel beers um but was that in the flight it was. It was. Okay. I offered it to you, but you were so. I, I know. <laughs> um, that it, it just it, it, it added that next level. It really did, in my opinion, and because and it, it was kind of like like rum in your eggnog, like it was just that extra alcohol warming flavor. Okay. To an already very solid, sweet, and. Uh, um, bready kind of beer okay and it was it was kind of the perfect compliment um and they also had a uh pale ale and an ipa uh unfortunately both of those couldn't hold a candle to the other two so uh i don't remember a whole lot about them but you know i remember them being solid beers it just when paired with the flavor profile and the taste profile of uh the various gingerbreads they just just couldn't yeah. couldn't stand up. Yeah, it's just, it's a bar set so high that yeah, just yeah. couldn't reach it. Yeah. Well, Hardywood, um, uh, being five years around, had proven to have a pretty healthy volume of distribution in the area. We did find a number of their uh, bombers in at least a couple of stores that we saw. We did. Uh, not the least of which being Wegmans in the area. If anybody's from the East Coast, Wegmans is like the premier uh, a premier grocery store. They usually have a very extensive beer and wine selection and everything so and to add to that there was a there was a sizable volume of um uh filled bottles available for sale there at the brewery yes so these guys seem to be no strangers to bottling and distribution and of course barrel aging with with all the all the barrels around the area so this seems to be a a brewery that has very much found its foothold in the richmond area and you know, according to just how good this gingerbread stout was, 
they're doing a lot of things right. They are. And, and you know, there's one other beer that we should point out that we didn't have while we were there. We actually found it at Wegmans, and we brought it back and said, we'll have this tonight. Oh, the, and the, then gin, we did. the gin barrel one? It was a... It was. was it, wasn't it gin barrel? Wasn't it white wine? I don't think so. You're talking about the one we got at Wegmans, right? Yeah. The Belgian that we brought back. Oh, crap. All right. I don't, I don't know what it was infused with. I want to so say it was see, wine see. because we had – that's where we had our idea. We were drinking that, and we said, okay, our first experimental is going to be a wine infused. We were going to try to do an Orenda clone. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did talk about that. So I want to say it was a white wine infused. You know what? Maybe you're right. Triple. Maybe you're right. That's still That sounds really good. And you have the bottle back at your place? I do. Okay. All right, yeah. so – Let's smash cut to no no no. That's that's where we're gonna pick up. We're, okay. Yeah. Right when we talked about that. Okay. So I, I'm pretty sure that this was a white wine infused uh, triple that we had. Either way, it was delicious. Uh, it was part of their barrel series because they apparently have a whole barrel series where they infuse with different types of barrels: gin barrels, yep. rum barrels, uh, bourbon barrels, wine barrels. And they have all kinds of things going on as far as that, which is another really neat aspect of this, uh, the brewery. They kind of go beyond the whole, let's just infuse everything with bourbon and call it a day. Yeah. And it, it was, we brought it back with us to Illinois and uh, had it one night. And it was, it was very, very good. Very, um, you know, all the triple notes were there and the infusion notes and everything were there too. And it was it was a very solid beer. Yeah. Yeah. No, a solid beer for just a very, very solid brewery. And yeah. I was telling George off uh, off mic a second ago, I really wish this brewery was here in Illinois. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I really, I really do. We have some amazing, amazing breweries here in, here in Illinois. I don't, I, I could not compare this brewery to anything like what we've had here in Illinois. No, no. it was very unique in that and the different aging and the different well frankly risks they were willing to take with ingredients yeah are you know were very good and, and with a purpose not just to be novel oh right yeah right no yeah. i mean what they found with with these with these creative endeavors was some really solid beer yeah it wasn't just like this tastes like an experiment no this tastes like an awesome beer that i would have lots of okay so, speaking of experiments, <laughs> we're done with our trip to Virginia. Okay, just to close close this off. Yeah, Richmond, great city for uh, for uh, for uh, breweries, well worthy of its number seven position, well worth going back to. I very much look forward to go uh, going back. Um, special thank you to George's in laws for putting up with me throughout a, throughout a couple <laughs> of days and for supporting our exploration of the beer scene. It was a it was a great trip, and I'm really glad we were able to do that. It absolutely was. Yeah. And um, so one of the things that um, you know, I, one conversation mm, that we had in the yes, aftermath in the Sorry. aftermath of the trip. Yes. Yeah, so a conversation we had in the aftermath of the trip when we were drinking that triple is what are we going to do for next year? Yep. And so we're kind of going to do what we've been doing to a point. Uh, we're going to target in the first quarter, we're going to target some specific styles. Uh, we're going to take another crack at our smoked porter, which we're drinking right now, which turned out just couldn't be better. This bottle is fantastic right now. And uh, we're going to we're gonna do that again. We're going to do a collaboration with a buddy of ours. This will be our first real collaboration. Yep. 
and um, and we have Scotch ale. our Scotch ale, and then we're gonna do our our standard triple that we've done before, and we're gonna try to do that. Yep. Uh, for competitions and things, so we want to see how close we can emulate some styles. But one of the things a little bit different about this year is we want to be a little experimental, not all the time but at least once a quarter so do we want to talk about the first quarter experiment that we want to do we sure can okay so um through um going back to the same night where we tried the um the 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 triple from hardywood that george talked about it's kind of where the conversation spawned from and just the idea just popped in very um very simply that's one thing that i very much enjoy Food-wise, is chips and salsa. Yeah. And we kind of paused for a second. We're like, wait a second. I don't think anybody's done that before, and that sounds kind of brilliant. Now, the closest that we've probably had has been some experimental batches where people use jalapenos and other pepper-type stuff, and it's kind of an assault on the senses. Right. So our thought is, can we make this combination and do it right? Right, so we're going to try to put in tomato and cilantro. Yeah. And yes, jalapeno. Just to a very mild extent. Right. So as to not overdo it. So, I mean, we're going to make a small batch. It's, yeah, it's going to be a micro batch. It might be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's, you know, it might achieve the results and the results might be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're, we think it's worth a shot. Yeah. No, we have some other ideas written down. The, the goal for 2017 is going to be four of these specialty batches in addition to our regular operation and we're just we're going to build from there yeah i think uh i think we're going to learn some some really cool things out of this i think so too yeah uses of adjuncts and different techniques i think it's going to really come into play yeah yeah but we'll be here we'll be talking to you guys and we'll be telling you about what we're doing we will and uh we've done a lot of brewing for uh since the last uh last recording we this i will tease a future episode because we are going to talk about these um, we have made a um, imperial vanilla stout. We've made a smoked porter, and we've made uh, the one before that was the um, the, uh, the oh the the pump the, pump, the pumpkin. Oh right, the pumpkin. Yes. Yes. The the, the pump the pumpkin flavored amber ale. Yes. And uh, we've we've not explored these on an episode. We're going to do a spe- uh, a special episode. Where we're j- uh, just going to dedicate to uh, to those uh, to those beers. And uh, it's it's been an eventful couple of months. We've we've done a lot of things outside of brewing too, but um, we've uh, we've placed in two competitions for the stout and for the uh, for the porter. And uh, we're feeling very good about what we've done recently, and uh, look forward to uh, talking about it. And outside, and uh, I'll, I'll close with this. Uh, I'll say happy holidays to uh, to every, everybody listening, and I'd like to s- send a special happy holidays to our uh, friends at the Joliet Brewers Guild, the JBG. And I'm I'm leading up to uh, to this point at the uh, next upcoming uh, meeting. George and I have been asked to uh, to do our first live um, lesson. Oh yeah, uh, in, in <laughs> front of our in, in front of our. Uh, <laughs> In front of our guild members. Now, uh, if you look at an earlier episode, we did an episode dedicated to our um, our Pilsner Lager, which was a new thing for uh, for us on many different levels, including the decoction mash. Well, the decoction mash raised uh, a, a volume of interest among our 
uh, fellow guild members as seemingly nobody in the guild has done anything like that. So George and I will be putting our professor's hats on and we'll be kind of conducting a mini lesson in front of everybody. Yeah. And I'm very excited about this. You know, I think it's going to be a great opportunity. And um, it's, uh, I feel like it's going to be, uh, I think it's a preview of things to come as far as, as far as educating more people about some uh, certain aspects of homebrewing that's, that kind of maybe the typical homebrewer might, uh, might not know. Yeah. Anyways, I, uh, that's, that's my last note. Any last minute uh, notes before we sign off? No, I think we've covered, you know, kind of teased a little bit what we're going to do in 2017. 2017. Yeah. Yeah. I I look, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm kind of energized about, you know, our prospects for the next year. So I'm looking forward to telling everybody about it too. For sure. Well, as we always say, it takes a lot of good beer to make great beer. Cheers. <laughs>